The Warriors got a big. They actually got a player that is taller than six feet, nine inches. Dario Saric is a whopping 6'10". I don't care. It's good news. It's great news. The Warriors decided to go against the Hobbit mentality. They decided to go against Nelly Ball. For your older Warriors fans, by the way, all of us who remember Don Nelson, small ball is traumatizing. So the Warriors got a big. We're stoked. We're ecstatic. And we're going to break it all down next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube which is where every live show is available, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me, Cyrus Otzes, on Twitter at DogSurfRocho, on Threads, which is where I'm going to be promoting more and more of my social media presence at Dog Wild. My graphics will reflect that soon. I truly appreciate everyone is here for the live stream today. Uh, I'm looking at the chat. Andre, for example, is happy, and I know Andre is not an easy person to please. He stopped drinking and smoking today. Wow. All right. That's how big the Dario Saric news is. And that is what happened this morning. Adrian Wojnarowski, after over a week of Dub Nation waiting for some good news, finally got it. We got some size. Dario Saric. And I'm going to break down his stats in just a moment. Uh, No, Wilford Wang, you and everyone else who actually shows love to this show are the best. But I sincerely thank you for the very positive sentiments. But look, we woke up to fantastic news. Uh... Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted this morning that Dario Saric and the Warriors have come to terms. Uh, We got a big, folks. I hate using that word, we. I'm sorry. The Warriors got a big. And it is a vitally important uh, piece to this puzzle if they want to be contenders. But size is important, folks. Some people were telling me on social media that certain other media members out there uh, we're diminishing the importance of size in the NBA. That is utterly ludicrous. It is simple physics, folks. If you are taller than someone else, it is more advantageous when the bucket, the hole you're trying to put the ball into is 10 feet tall. I, it, it, it's utterly asinine to diminish the value of size. Now, do you need like five seven-footers out there? No. But do you need some help to ease the burden, the, the pressure that a lot of these smaller players are dealing with? Uh, especially on the defensive side, offense is a different story. Uh, even though even on, on on the offensive side of the ball, it helps if you're taller because you could shoot over people, but the Warriors have a lot of fantastic shooters. So on the offensive side of things, not that big of a deal. But on the defensive side of things, when other people can just shoot without any impediment, that hurts your defense. And I, I don't understand this infatuation with, with, with small ball. Uh, you know, again, if you're an older Warriors fan, we lived through it with Don Nelson. When Don Nelson traded uh, Mitch Richmond for Billy Owens, that was the a travesty. You broke up run TMC after two years because you thought Billy Owens could be this, this power forward, uh, this, this smaller type big that Nelly envisioned. Didn't work. It doesn't typically work. You need some size. And the Warriors got that with Dario Saric. Now, Jamal... Uh, <laughs> Douglas Mikes, I wish I had a rim shot for you, writes, size is important. Uh, with the Michael Scott joke, that's what she said. But I'm bumped. Now, Genji Gawk writes, 
Uh, their team is still too short, maybe, but this still does help. Um, the template is was set in 2022 in terms of how much size this Warriors team exactly needs. Uh, they didn't need in 22 your traditional seven-footer. What they needed, though, were a couple of other tall players, again, to ease the burden on Draymond Green, to ease the burden on, on Andrew Wiggins, to ease the burden on your, your shooter slash scorers in Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson, who, when they have this small ball lineup out there, are sometimes put in these uncomfortable defensive positions. Size makes things easier. And, I, I, again, to, to just diminish that vitally important variable in this whole uh, paradigm we call basketball is ludicrous. So Dario Sarge was a huge, a uh, huge um, uh, a positive signing. Now, it, it, are, are we satisfied if this is it? I don't know. It would be nice to still get one more piece out there. But for today, it's good news. Hell, it's great news. We're going to be in a positive uh, uh, stream of things for the second day in a row. Decided to go positive yesterday. Let's just continue the positive mantra. So and Marvin Bonds, by the way, I, and I'm going to address the chat throughout the show today. Uh, when I'm solo, that's how I like to roll. Uh, Marvin Bonds writes, now let's go after JaVale McGee, who could be a buyout candidate. Important to note, by the way, the Golden State Warriors, it, it, it's like no one said anything. We're basing all this off of, you know, common sense and making assumptions. But in all likelihood, they're going to go with 14 players. Um, so there might only be one more signing. Uh there might be two. I would love it if the Warriors went 15 and added someone else. Could be a TJ Warren. Could be a JaVale McGee. Um, could be a Javante Green, who is a fantastic uh, guard, by the way. Um, but exactly. And and Kurt, Kurt Porter, you echo my sentiments to the T. If the Golden State Warriors in last year's postseason had big bodies against the Lakers, they beat them. I wholeheartedly agree. I still stick to what I was saying in that series, that the Warriors were the better team. But Kerr just was not playing the right players. He opted to keep going small against a much bigger team. I'm totally with you on that. Uh, Bay Area Baller, my boy, Eric, great to see you, my friend, uh, writes, what are you looking for with the last roster spot? Ubre, TJ Warren, Kaminsky, uh, Willie Her uh, Hernan Gomez. I'm not a big Hernan Gomez guy. I mean, he was great in that movie. He, he started with Adam Sandler. Uh, not super big on him in terms of an NBA player. He's okay. He's a big body. Um, TJ Warren is my favorite. He's he's the person I would happily roll with. Rick Celebrini, as the head of the medical staff for the Golden State Warriors, has proven himself to be incredibly effective. Uh, he, he's a huge reason why Otto Porter Jr. was available for the Golden State Warriors two years ago. Notice how he went to Toronto, never saw him again. Uh, so I have faith in Celebrini in terms of keeping players active. Clay Thompson came back from two of the most horrific injuries ever. And he's been durable since he's been back for the most part. So, Eric, um, if, if, and again, great to see you, brother. Uh, Kelly Oubre, I would not mind for the simple reason that, you know, a lot of people were down on him in that 2021 season. Uh, the folks who hate on him, and I understand the criticism. Like, he's he's he didn't, I don't think he bought into Kerr's motion system. I don't think he bought fully into the team aspect of move the ball. Who cares about you avoiding the self? Um, but he's a 6'8 athletic freak. Uh, he is a decent shooter, not a great shooter, but defensively he's sound. And when you look at that roster in 2021, you're looking at people like Brad Wanamaker, people like Michael Mulder, people like Ken Bazemore getting super heavy minutes. I, it's hard for me to point the finger at Kelly Oubre Jr. as being the reason why that team still finished six games over 500, by the way, although Oubre also was not a part of that down the stretch. Uh, but regardless, those are the two players I'd go for. Um, I think the Warriors size-wise, if Trace Jackson Davis 
is the player we all think he is should be okay. Now, am I, would I be satisfied? Would I, would I want more bigs? Yeah. Would I want more size? Absolutely. But again, just the fact that they got a big, they got someone who actually has a little size and Dario Sarge has talent folks. I'm going to try to bring uh, the, the OKC Thunder locked on host, the locked on Thunder host uh, on the program soon. Um, just cause Sarge played a lot of minutes for the Thunder last year, just to get his insights based, given that he watched him play night in night out. Uh, while he played again in OKC. Um, and Khaled uh, Ibrahim, you're absolutely right. And this was one of the problems with, with Kelly Oubre Jr., by the way. Uh, Khaled writes, he didn't want to come off the bench, still think he wouldn't like that. But that was three years ago. Uh, people's mentalities change. Uh, sometimes, you know, the, the old adage goes, pride is the last to fall. And, and maybe through his experience with Charlotte, maybe through his experience right now, given no one is expressing interest in him, sometimes those things humble you. Maybe he'd be okay coming off the bench now. I don't know, but you're absolutely right. That was one of the problems, and we all know Steve Kerr does not like uh, anyone publicly challenging his, his authority, and so when Ubre said that, uh, it was not shocking that he was gone soon after that. Um, I, I don't want to, and again, I just want to get to all these chats. Uh, real quick, though, I'm going to do one commercial break. We only got one today, and then I'm going to quickly go through Dario Saric's stats from last season and kind of break down what he's going to bring to the table for the Warriors and, and break down what the Warriors now have on their roster in terms of their depth chart. And then I'm going to get to all the chat questions uh, as much as I possibly can. Uh, like Gregory Carter, for example, writes, um, the Warriors still need a seven-foot center. Uh, maybe, but again, they didn't need a seven-foot center two years ago when they won the title. But what, like like six, eight and above is is kind of maybe even six, seven. I mean, Dr Draymond is proving six, five. It would suffice for a big. But you're right. Most people are not Draymond. Um, so I usually look for six, seven, six, eight as being like that, that low bar for your typical quote unquote big. Um, but I'm with you, man. I, I, I'm totally with you that bull bull, by the way, uh, speculation is that he's going to go to the suns. Um, and Jake, Steven, DeMarcus cousins. I wouldn't mind that mind either of those players. I'm not familiar with, uh, Kofi Cockburn or Moses Brown, TJ Warren though, again, is my, my little sneaky, uh, desire just because if he, if he, if you get the maximum out of him, you're being rewarded tremendously. TJ Warren is a talented, gifted uh, basketball player who's been traumatized by injuries uh, for most of his career. And so if, if you get Rick Celebrini working his magic with a TJ Warren type, I have optimism there, you know? So um, anyway, so I'm going to get to the chat in just a minute. There's a lot of comments here. Regardless, folks, look, this is great news. The Warriors have size. The Warriors now have their backup center, and he's a stretch big. The dude can shoot. He's a smart player. He's a high IQ player. I'm going to break down what Dario Saric brings to the table next after I give some love to one of our many official sponsors here at Locked On Warriors, and that is Ibotta. This is actually a fantastic way for all you folks who save money. I don't know about you, but... If there's a chance to save money, I'm going to seize on that opportunity. I'm not filthy rich. I'm not rich, period. I'm barely getting by. I grew up lower middle class. I understand the value of a hard-earned buck. And Ibotta helps out with saving cash. Look, if you're, you're picking up burgers and hot dogs for that summer barbecue. You're, you're doing your shopping for maybe back to school already. Some people are psychotic and do that stuff super early. No offense. But regardless, whatever your shopping is, Ibotta can give you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, whether it's produce, personal care, pantry goods. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year just for using a simple app. And who doesn't need some of that extra money? And you can also earn cash back 
on hundreds of online brands and retailers when he started with Ibotta. These include Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and much more. And right now, Ibotta is offering your listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED. That's L-O-C-K-E-D when you register. That's all you got to do. Register for Ibotta. Use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you get five bucks. That's simple. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store. And use the code L-O-C-K-E-D. That is LOCKED. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Every dayers. Kyla Mills was supposed to join me yesterday. She has been swamped with her duties covering uh, the San Jose. Or she has a, a lot of gigs. The San Jose Earthquakes, a lot of college athletics she covers. Uh, I, she could not make it today. Um, so hopefully she'll join me on Monday's show to give her insights on the Dario Sarge signing. Uh, but regardless, if you follow us on Twitter, the, the show on Twitter at Locked On Dubs, we announce all our start times. We announce who's coming on the show. And we are going to have a lot of great guests this summer when, when things start really dying down. That's when I switch over to trying to get some big guests on the program. But regardless, on today's show, Dario Sarge. The Warriors have their center. And who is Dario Sarge? Well, he, uh, I don't know, what is he, Croatian? I believe he is Croatian. That is his ethnicity. His last name, Sarge, S-A-R-I-C, has those interesting um, accentures above two of the letters. The, the letter S in Sarge has that upside down arrow, or I guess an arrow pointed down over it. And the letter C has a, a traditional accent over it. Um, that is a Croatian addition uh, in terms of the spelling of his name. Uh, he is currently, I'm trying to find his age right now. Uh, he was born in 1994. So that means he's not even 30 years old yet. Is that correct? Yeah, he turns 30 next April 8th. So he's 29 years old. What did he do last year for the Oklahoma City Thunder? Uh, these are his stats. And he also played for the Phoenix Suns, by the way. He actually played a total of 37 games for Phoenix. Uh, he was traded to OKC, played 20 games there. Um, in Phoenix, he averaged, oh, total. Okay, so here's his total numbers for last season. Averaged 6.4 points per game in 14 minutes. That's not bad. 14 minutes is not a lot. Uh, as a 6'10", 6'11", big, he is a fantastic three-point shooter. He shot 39% from beyond the arc last year. Here's the thing that sticks out to me about Dario Saric. And I'm going to have his, his advanced metrics uh, soon. I was That's part of the reason why I was running late. I was trying to do all this research uh, for the live audience. But here's the thing with Dario Saric and why I, I'm particularly excited about him. Every single time the Warriors played the Thunder last year, all I remember thinking when Dario Saric was burning the Warriors with, with, with deep threes, with, with offensive rebounds, is why don't the Warriors have a guy like this? I, it was it was beyond frustrating. And I remember and I remember I tweeted this out. I remember I was I was publicly expressing this sentiment. I mistakenly thought that a year ago Saric was available uh, as a free agent, but that was not true. And I had to correct myself because again, I was just really annoyed with the fact that Dario Saric would have been perfect on the Warriors. And that's part of the reason why I'm particularly excited about this signing right now. He can, He's a big who can play. Uh, he's a, a decent rebounder career-wise. He averages 5.6 rebounds for his career. Last season, again, he averaged only 14 minutes of play. Uh, still put up 3.6 rebounds. He's a solid passer. Um, he, he's. Uh, I'm trying to look up his turnover numbers real quick to see if, if that he's someone who 
does do that often? And the answer is no. He averaged one turnover per game last year. He doesn't foul a lot. He averaged 1.7 fouls per game. Um, and ultimately, again, you're getting a guy who's 6'5", or I'm sorry, who's 6'10", 6'11", probably 6'11 with shoes. Um, he shoots over uh, over 50% from the field. But again, more importantly, perhaps, he shoots 39% from beyond the arc. And to have a stretch big like him, who can make things a little easier when it comes to rebounding, when it comes to giving other shooters a, an obstacle, so their shot is not just wide open and easy, and it will bring down shooting percentages for the opposition. It's a great pickup. I'm really stoked on it. Uh, defensively, he's he's good. He's not great. He's not going to be your answer when it comes to defending Nikola Jokic. Uh, you know that's that's a problem. That's the part of this Warrior scheme that I don't know if they have the answer for that yet. Is is the Nuggets? Like I don't know how you beat you you you. This current lineup is going to beat the Nuggets. That's where the 14th roster spot may bear some importance because the Nuggets. It's one thing to guard Nikola Jokic, and Draymond has been fairly effective with that. We saw that two years ago in the first round series, but that first round series two years ago also had a Nuggets team lacking with other options. So you, so Draymond oftentimes could get help. This year, uh, last year's Nuggets team showed that when no Jokic gets help, he can win a title, right? And look, they lost Bruce Brown, but that's the only significant loss they've had this offseason. Uh, the rookie Christian Brown is, is a phenomenal player. He's probably going to pick up more minutes. But ultimately, the question is, can Saric and, let's say, Draymond, uh, Saric and Looney, Looney and Draymond, uh, is Trace Jackson Davis ready to take on the role of defending a Nikola Jokic? That's the question mark. That's the part where I'm very curious to see what Steve Kerr's answer is because I don't know. Um, and this is where, yeah, Ginji Gawk, and again, I'm, I really hope I, that I am uh, that I am pronouncing your name correctly, that uh, Ginji writes that Dwight Howard is good versus Joker. You're absolutely right. We've been talking about that on this show in terms of the value that someone like Dwight Howard could bring in, a defensive first center. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. He could help defending uh, Nikola Jokic. By the way, John Holmes, totally with you on, on the Kaminga tip. I don't know why you're we're, we're shifting gears here for a second. But uh, yeah, Kaminga shot 37% from three last year. Uh, he was highly efficient. It is an absolute myth that he is not an efficient player. Uh, I digress. Um, and Kurt Porter, you are right. Jeff Green also left the team. He's 37. It's crazy, but you're right. They lost him too. But regardless, I'm curious to know how the Warriors are going to combat uh, the Jokic, Aaron Gordon uh, front court that the Nuggets have. That's a big lineup, you know, and and they still have a uh, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope to deal with. He's, you know, he's a solid, larger size wing. Um, but the addition of Sarge is huge because at a minimum, um, offensively, Teams like the Nuggets, teams like the Suns, they're going to have a problem defending this Warriors offense when Sarge is lurking at the top of the key, lurking in the corner because he can make threes. He's a very efficient three-point shooter, and other teams' defenses are going to have to pay attention to that. So I, uh, I, I'm i ecstatic about this move. I, it's, we've been waiting for this for, for over a week now. It's finally official. Um, we're stoked. So this leaves the question, okay, so who the Warriors have right now, right? They have 13 players under contract. Uh, and I'll go position by position in terms of who they have just to make things simple in terms of the visual description. Their point guard is obviously Stephen Curry. They added Chris Paul. Uh, and they also added Corey Joseph. And that's three. That is arguably one of the deepest, most outstanding point guard positions on a team in NBA history. Now, Steph is still in his prime. Steph is Steph, man. He's, he's one of the all-time greats. Uh, you're never going to get criticism uh, about him from me, except for maybe, maybe his defense a little bit. This this last year, I did notice a slight 
regression there, but he's still greatness. He's still at the peak of his powers. I love Steph, um, and you're fine there. Chris Paul is a huge question mark just because, dude, the dude's 38. Is he going to be able to contribute at the same level? Is he going to be able to stay healthy? Is he going to be durable? Um, and there's also that report that Mark Spears had uh, a couple weeks ago that where he, I don't know if he tweeted out or, or said it on a, on a show, but according to him, Chris Paul is going to be starting for the Warriors. That makes your starting lineup incredibly small because Kevon Looney is going to go to the bench. But whatever, regardless, your point guard position is set, it's stacked, you're stoked. Your shooting guard is Clay Thompson. That is one of your big question marks for this season because Clay did take a step back last year. Clay uh, did have a regression last year defensively, also as a two point field goal shooter. His three point shooting was. Fantastic. It was exemplary like it always is. He led the NBA in three-pointers made. But if you look at his two-point shooting, and I'll save that for another show, uh, I kind of want to dedicate a whole show actually to Clay Thompson. Um, it wasn't great. And there's videos out there of him actually working on his conditioning this offseason, which is huge. My humble opinion is that he needs to lose five to 10 pounds. As an older player, you want to stay lean, so you're not putting pressure on your ligaments and joints. Uh, Dr. Pendia was on the show recently confirming that notion. But regardless, Clay Thompson is your starting shooting guard. Uh, Brandon Pajemski is your backup shooting guard. He's a rookie. Who knows how much time we're going to see with him. Um, but he did look good in that second game. I I, I I feel like it was a little unfairly critical uh, in terms of what I tweeted out at least about his first game. It wasn't bad, but it just didn't blow me away. He looked a lot better in game two. I don't know how much he's going to be contributing um, in terms of the regular season. Uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr., someone who uh, you really have to read between the lines when he talks because one minute he said Jordan Poole is going to be here for the, for, for the next four years, and then three days later he was shipped out. So, But uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr. came out and said, don't expect rookies to play. Uh, who knows if that's really true or not? I don't know if we're going to see Brandon Pajemski much. Um, he does seem to have a solid physique for the NBA. He's a tough kid. Uh, that rebounding num uh, a statistic from his, his second year at Santa Clara – uh, averaging nearly nine rebounds a game as a 6'4", 6'5", guard. That is impressive. So that's your backup shooting guard. Your, your small forward. Oh, and Moses Moody. Duh, of course. You have Moses Moody as well, who we better see a lot of minutes from. Um, your, your, your small forward position. You now have Andrew Wiggins, obviously. I mean, Wiggins is Wiggins. He's, in, in my opinion, is the second best player on this team now. His backup, Jonathan Kaminga. His backup, Gary Payne II. That's your small forward position. Power, and that's solid. That's fantastic. You can live with that. That's great. For, if your aspirations are, are a world championship, that's fine. Your power forward position, Draymond Green, legend. You got him for four, year, four more years, future Hall of Famer. He's still good enough defensively. Um, his offensive game, we all know what that is. And then his backup, Trace Jackson Davis, as your backup uh, power forward. Um, again, I'm, I, I love that signing. To me, that was the salvation of the NBA draft. This is a kid who could step in and play right away. He's a prototypical Warriors draft pick from, from 10 years ago when they were nailing pick after pick with the simple formula. Go after proven commodities who have three to four years of college experience. That's what they did with Trace, Trace Jackson Davis. I can't wait to see this kid. And then at your center position, you got Kevon Looney, Mr. Iron Man himself, who we all, I think, love, even though he, he according to Mark Spears, he's not going to start. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and then now you have Dario Saric, as your backup five. So that's not a bad lineup. It's incredible how simple uh, one addition can change things. The Warriors needed size. They got size. They got a 6'10", 6'11", Dario Saric. I'm freaking ecstatic about that. I think that is phenomenal. Uh, what's going on in the chat? Uh, oh, Nick Fenske's writing, 
And I do trust Mark Medina. Mark Medina, by the way, would be a, a regular guest on this show if it wasn't for the fact that Fox Sports has exclusive rights to him. They're paying him. Good for him. But I love Mark. I consider him a friend. And according to Nick Vensky, who I do trust you, brother, uh, you report, you're writing in this chat that Chris Paul will accept uh, a relegated role to the second unit. That is huge. If that's the case, even better. Uh, I'm feeling better and better uh, about this, uh, this, this offseason. Steve Wilton writes, uh, Pajemski's rebounding has shown up in summer league as well. Totally with you. I saw, I finally watched that second game and I was, I was actually impressed. I was pleased. Um, I don't know again, how much he's going to be contributing, uh, for this current incarnation of the warriors, but I love the rebounding aspect. I love his ball handling. Um, and if he shoots as well in the, in the NBA as he did in college, 43% from three, we're going to be ecstatic. So ATGYY writes, sign Boogie and Kelly Oubre, trade Clay for a point guard. That's not, I don't want to get into the uh, trading Clay uh, notion just because um, let's keep things positive today. This is two days in a row of pure positivity, folks. So it's a borderline record. We haven't seen this since 2022. Um, so, but regardless, I, I'm not opposed to Boogie Cousins. I'm not opposed to Kelly Oubre. We'll see what happens with that 14th spot. We have no idea what's going to happen yet. Um <laughs> being <laughs> does Draymond get an extra hundred million for running off more players uh I don't know if that's a stipulation in his contract um John Holmes writes Guy Santos and Jonathan Kaminga could be a hell of a future both big both fast they can score 100 with you um let's see what else is going on in the chat as we wrap things up uh Douglas Mikes uh is is Jones in for Myers Leonard or Georgie Dang would not mind it I would not mind more si- more size I'm with you um <laughs> <laughs> leaving rights jordan Poole was sent to the night watch yeah this, the washington wizards are the closest thing to that uh purgatory for sure um and uh galen callahan oh this is an interesting one. Oh, a uh, uh, bad ombre by the way before i get to that uh lester quinones will probably get one of the two or three two-way spots so we will see him but he's i doubt he's going to get a guaranteed contract this year that might be something we discuss next offseason um, probably not this offseason. I think the Warriors are gunning for a two-way spot for him. Um, but a lot of potential there. I love Lester Quinones. I really wish he was offered the two-way spot last offseason with Quindary Weatherspoon uh, before they got replaced last minute by Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb. I would love Quinones. I, I love the kid. I think he has talent. Um, a little raw a year ago, but um, great player. Uh, Galen Callahan now writes, a lot of worry that the more players we add, the less Kerr will play Kaminga and Moody. Here's the way I will placate that concern. If Steve Kerr decides to uh, jerk around Kaminga and Moody's minutes again this year, the Warriors, they're not winning a title. Plain and simple. They are fundamental to this team's success this year. Kaminga needs to become what Kawhi Leonard was to the 2013-2014 San Antonio Spurs. They both were in their third year. Uh, in Kaming- I mean, uh, Kawhi Leonard was in his third year when he won finals MVP. Jonathan Kaminga is entering his third year. Now, age-wise, they're about a year apart uh, from where Kawhi was, but Kawhi Leonard in year two was almost a world champion, and he was still playing a pivotal part in the Spurs reaching the finals before Ray Allen got incredibly lucky and before Greg Popovich screwed the pooch by taking Tim Duncan out at the end of an NBA Finals game. That remains a massive blunder on his part. But So that is my my how I'm finding peace with this rotation, with adding players, is... Uh, Look, if you trust Kerr, and we kind of have to, he wants a title, and I hope he is cognizant enough to realize you have to play those two kids if you're going to win a title this year. Have to. Plain and simple. If you don't, you don't win the chip. It's, 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 that's, that's it. Um, 
see what else is going on in the chat here as we wrap things up. Uh, Barry Baller, Eric writes, I'm watching to see if Pajemski does anything with his right hand. He is a lefty, uh, and I, undoubtedly when he plays, teams are going to be focusing on that left hand. Uh, so you're right. He's going to have to get better with that right, but and, and maybe that's why we don't see him much this year. Who knows? Um, Quiet Nerd writes, I would get another big for the 14th spot. I'm with you. No objection there. I would prefer that. Um, but we also know how this team operates. Uh, who knows what they're going to do with that 14th spot. Uh, again, if, if, if it is a big, I'm stoked. And who that big is, whether it's a New Orleans Noels, uh, whether it's a Frank Kaminsky, uh, whether it's a Boogie Cousins, a Dwight Howard, whoever it is, I'd be ecstatic for that. But if that 14th spot ends up being TJ Warren, Kelly Oubre, I would not hate that either. Now, if that 14th spot goes to Lester Quinones, it's not the worst thing in the world, um, but uh, you know it, it wouldn't blow me away either. Um, and again, yeah, hell of this, hell of that, writes, uh, trade GP2 for a pick and sign Christian Wood. Um, I don't know if you have to trade GP2 to make that happen, but I would love Christian Wood. I think he would be a fantastic fit on the Warriors. He's still out there. Um, Jamal Benta writes, is it possible the 14th spot goes to Gee or Lester? Possible, yes. Um, I, you know, if you're trying to win a championship, is that what you want to do? I don't know. They're, they're, they're both, I feel like, a year away. Key Santos maybe two years away from being NBA ready. Um, DP writes is Andre off the roster, meaning Andre Iguodala. He's not on the roster. Uh, no, no news regarding what his future is. Like, is he going to come back as a coach? Is he going to, is he going to take the 14th roster spot? I don't know. No news right now. Uh, I would not be super stoked on that. Kurt Porter writes trade Moody for Kelly Olenek. Dude, I, you don't have as much faith in Moody as I do. I love Moses Moody. I would not make that trade. I think Moses Moody is going to be a fantastic player um in, in this game so i'm not i'm not a huge fan of that um moving down anything else john holmes writes bull bull is a possibility uh i i heard today that he's likely going to go to the phoenix suns that's and there's a lot of teams angling for bull bull i would love him on the warriors especially now that you got uh a dario Saric. i think bull bull would be a fantastic uh element to this team but who knows who knows what what the warriors want and again it looks like the phoenix suns are, are aiming hard for him um portola 45 rights is mac mcclung available i know the lakers owned his rights as of last year i don't currently know his contract status i don't think the warriors though are going to use that 14 spot for mac mcclung um i'm trying to see what else is in the chat here now douglas mikes you bring up an extra interesting point douglas mikes writes if the goal is to focus on kaminga and moody it's useless to get another wing here's the here's the the the, the other side of that this Warriors team, a lot of their key pieces are old. Um, what we saw this last season is that injuries are a part of the game. Andrew Wiggins missed, what, over half the season? Um, so that is where it would be nice to get another wing. Is because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Klay Thompson uh, missed a lot of games last year, not necessarily because of his legs, but because sometimes he'd wake up and his back would hurt. I mean, he, I mean, he had a lot of weird games missed for reasons like that. So that's where I'm not opposed to getting some depth. In the wing position, I don't think it would be the worst thing ever. Ray Lang, you're absolutely right uh, that Jonathan Kaminga is a good defender. Um, Kurt Porter writes, do I like Hassan Whiteside as a rebounder, as a defender? Hell yeah. Um, would not be opposed to that. So yeah, I'm with you. Blazian Warrior writes, Bismack Biombo would not be opposed to that either. I, I like him. Yeah, these are all great. I endorse all of this. Um, and then uh, Douglas Mikes brings up Juan Toscano Anderson, who uh, could be that 14th player. I would not rule that out. I don't think he'd be the worst thing ever. I think given with this roster, the way it's constructed, JTA was playing center 
at times for the Warriors uh, two years ago in a year that they won the world title. So I would not be opposed to that either. Um, and John Holmes writes, who do you think is a starting five? The same starting five we've seen. If, if what, if what uh, 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 Nick wrote in the chat is correct, that Chris Paul is okay coming off the bench, it's going to be Steph, going to be Clay, going to be Wiggins, going to be Drain, going to be Looney. The same starting five that last year led the NBA net rating. Now, granted, we, we didn't see that starting five play together since December. Um, so the net rating stat that shows they were the best in the NBA is a bit, you know, not entirely accurate. It's a, it's The sample size is a third of the season. We didn't see it since December. And then when we saw it again in the postseason, it flamed out. They didn't beat the Lakers with it. So And they struggled against the Kings with it. So, um, yeah, but regardless, that's your starting five. Um, Blasian Warrior again writes, who do I see fits our system best as a center? Christian Wood. Christian Wood, I think, would be uh, he's, a, he's a freak of nature athletically. Um, he would make life so much easier for Draymond and anyone else uh, who's playing alongside with. That would be who I'd want is, is, is Christian Wood. But I'm honestly okay with almost any of the bigs that are still available. Like this team just needs reinforcements. Uh, I, I hosted a show with Rick Barry a couple days ago uh, on the Rick Barry show. That's going to be available soon, by the way. Please subscribe to that on YouTube uh, at Rick Barry's house. Um, and Rick, uh, you know, we, 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 we talked about that for a little bit in terms of uh, this team and, and its size. And, um, and and Rick's really encouraged. He doesn't think that the small size of the Warriors is going to be a detriment defensively, which is encouraging. Um, I don't want us to be okay with anyone. I, I just, to me, what Rick also said, and the reason why I brought that up is, is the Warriors, and I agree with this wholeheartedly, every championship team they had had depth. Okay, outside of the Kevin Durant years, strength in numbers is an adage that was very accurate. Okay, it wasn't just a slogan; it reflected reality. So I don't, I don't, I'm never opposed to your 14th man on this roster being a good player. They find minutes and and, and they help. Uh, depth is good. So, um, anyways, that's that. So, big day, happy day. Dario Sarge is part of the Warriors. I'm stoked. I'm pumped. It changes a lot of things, folks. Sometimes one player is all you need. And when you look at that 2022 Warriors team and you look at this 2024 Warriors team, they're suddenly looking a lot more similar. And, and I think that's a huge part of the goal. So, um, and Joshua Renouf, I'm absolutely with you that I'm stoked. Uh, Chris Paul, if what Nick said is true, uh, if Chris Paul's okay coming off the bench, that's huge. That's massively huge. Uh, makes things a lot of easier. Um, and DP writes to think there could be competition between, uh, Trace Jackson Davis and Kaminga. I don't think so just because they play different positions. I know Kerr likes Kaminga more as a four, but Kaminga is not going to be defending centers. Like that's, that's not his game. You can't put that impetus on him. Trace Jackson Davis could. So those two could play alongside each other. I don't know if you remember last year, Kerr was infatuated for some weird reason with Kaminga and Lamb, uh, playing together. And so if Trace Jackson Davis replaces Anthony Lamb, um, hopefully Kersey's something similar there. But I don't think there's competition be between uh, those two. Um, Godfrey uh, Mugamira, if I pronounce your name right, writes, I'm pessimistic at times. I wouldn't call that. I just I, I, I just think I'm realistic. But it's just, you know, Warriors fans, if they hear negativity, they just, you know, translate that to being pessimistic. Until today, I, I think there was very good reason to not be super ecstatic about this team. They were small. They still are kind of small. But... They, they fill the hole that they desperately needed to fill, and that is Dario Saric. So uh, Vin Hunt writes, Kaminga raw, not as raw as he was his rookie year. And if you're watching the film from his workouts in the summer, now look, uh, YouTube videos, 
Instagram clips, I know they don't mean a whole lot, but Kaminga looks polished in terms of his ball handling. His release looks faster. I, I, I don't think he's raw anymore. I think he's more than ready to go. So, um, uh, AB a, B, a, B Prep Boy 33 writes, Trace Jackson Davis uh, never seems to be healthy. That's not true. He, he, he was very durable in Indiana. In three of the four years he played there, he played all the games. And one of the seasons, I think he missed a few, but he still played 27 on the year. Um, so I do not agree with that. Yes, he has a hamstring injury right now that has kept him out of uh, the California Classic and, and from the first Summer League game. But let's hold off on making that adjust that assumption that he is uh, an injury-prone uh, player. Um, and I agree with you, Blasian Warrior, that I'd love to see him in Summer League, and let's hope that happens soon. Uh, thank you to everyone for joining us. This was this was an awesome day. This was an awesome morning. Thank you to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski for waking me up with great news. Um, and, and you're right about T uh, Trace Jackson Davis. I get it. But it's only been three games so far, spanning a week and a half. Uh, let's not assume that he's going to be injury-prone just for that. Um, Vin Hunt, I thank you for the kind words. Uh, and again, subscribe, like, do all that stuff. Um, but most importantly, Dub Nation, enjoy your weekend. We got some great news. We'll be back at this Monday. Uh, Kylan will join me. We'll get her perspective. And who knows? Maybe there'll be another signing by then. So until then, have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining me. And go Dubs. Peace out. Later. And thanks, John Holmes. You're the best. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Have a great weekend.